welcome to episode 108 of Cowboys Life for the Podcast. My name is Joel Penfield, and I'm once again joined by Phillips, Phillips Slavin. It has been a few weeks, but I'm glad to be back with you, man. How's it going? You know, we had this, we had this really nice podcast plan. We we're going to have baseball, which won the series against TCU and Fort Worth to talk about. OSU softball, which took two or three against Texas. Run ruled them in the game two. Like, we had this great stuff lined up to talk about. Yeah, we did. And then, uh, really and then Doug Gottlieb got on Twitter. Yeah. And yeah. it all just went to from there. Yeah, I know. I'm with you there. That that really made me really mad. And we both just kind of went, yep, this is what we're going to talk about. So in case you didn't see it, uh, Doug, Doug Gottlieb uh, reported that Eddie Sutton is once again not heading to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, he's been a finalist for God knows how long now. And once again, he didn't get the call that he actually got into the Hall of Fame. At this point, it's just getting ridiculous. Like, I understand, like, every once in a while, there's that guy that's a surefire Hall of Famer and doesn't get in those first few years. Fine, you see it in every sport. But there's something more here, and I just want to know why. Because it's just becoming bull at this point that Eddie Sutton is not in the Hall of Fame. There are guys that are still coaching in the sport that are in the Hall of Fame right now. I think Bill Self was inducted last year or the year before. Yeah, oh, Bill Self have... is, Calipari is, yeah. um, Bayheim is, uh, I think Izzo is. And then you've had guys that have had NCAA recruiting violations and other issues, off the court issues, whatever. And oh, they're in oh, as well. Oh, oh, and you oh, can oh. go on and on and on with that. And somehow Eddie Sutton's still one of the best coaches the game has ever seen is not in. It's just, There's something more here, and I just want to know why. And it's so, just ma- it's just infuriating. First of all, the first problem with the Naismith Hall of Fame is this. Um, 24 voters, you have to get 16 of, of the 24 to vote you in, if that's correct. That sounds it's 16 or 18. I forget I forget which. It doesn't matter. That's, that's 18 out of 24, 16 out of 24. Um, six times now he's been a finalist, and six times now he's been denied by a group of voters who get to remain anonymous, who that's I'm sure part. all just – Get just get ready to blame all a bunch of old f- who are hung up on something that Eddie did back in the day at Kentucky. I mean, while let's remember who's coaching at Kentucky now. Yeah, lifetime contract, by the way, at Kentucky. Lifetime contract. Before we get into the other people who were in there, that like if we're going to hold what happened to Eddie against him, even though it's been reported multiple times that he's not the one who actually like he had assistance, whatever. He comes back and use the head coach. Yes, he's had alcohol issues. Um, but at this point, um, first off, millennials, do your thing. Let's uh, let's end Hall of Fames. Um, apparently, millennials had everything else, so let's just go ahead and get rid of Hall of Fames because this is a joke. This is an absolute joke because here are the two of the guys that are getting in this time, and this is not a knock on them. I just want to match up credentials. So first things first, Eddie Sutton is one of only eight coaches to have more than 800 career wins as head coach. Eight. He's the only one not in the Hall of Fame. Here's who did get in this time. Um, and this is no knock on Rick Majerus in any way, shape, or form. Bless the man. He passed away. Uh, he had a very nice career at Marquette, a long, long run at Utah. Um, he took two schools to the NCAA tournament, uh, Ball State and Utah. I'm sorry, three. He did take St. Louis. Forgive me. He took three. Um, doesn't have a single Final Four. Doesn't even have an Elite Eight. And has 517 wins. Sutton's 
took four teams to the NCAA tournament, has 806 wins, got to three Final Fours with two different schools. But that doesn't matter. So no, Rutman Jarris is getting not- in. Good for him. Good for him. Um, uh, Homer Drew, long, long career. Uh, spent some time at Bethel. I spent a long career at Valparaiso. That's what he's known for. Um, 640 wins. Very nice. And uh, a grand total of uh, seven trips to the tournament. And one Sweet 16 run. Bravo. Very admirable uh, to have that done at Valparaiso. This is stupid. This is so stupid. Like this is to tell me that there's not some specific reason that they are holding against him to keep him out. Meanwhile, Bobby Knight, who verbally and physically abused players, is in. Uh, the shady used car salesman John Calipari himself is in there. Um, Bayheim is in there. Um, let's see. Calhoun, who we all know cheated at UConn, which is part of why I had to leave. He's he's in there. Oh, did you know that uh, Dennis Rodman? Yeah, I saw the, that uh, one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, on my always my all time favorite is always Rick Pitino is in there. <sighs> they didn't remove him after what happened. He's still in there. Did I mention Bob Knight? Have I mentioned Bob Knight enough? Because let's remember, he literally assaulted a player, physically assaulted. Was a was a man child. Like I, I want to know who the voters are. No, you know what? I, look, I At was this ready point, to go. I don't want to know. I was ready to go scorched earth today. I really was. I just wanted to lose it. But I've reached the very simple point, um, and I want to read this real quick. This is the official statement that the Sutton family put out after the news came out that he would not get in again. The family was so sure he was going to get in, they were making plans to go to Minneapolis to have him there at the Final Four. That's how sure they were this time. And it would have set up perfectly because Sean is coaching Texas Tech who's going to be at the Final Four. Like, it would have been perfect. And these old voters to bed again. And like most things in life, once the old shits who hold everything back die off, we can move on. I just hope they die off before Eddie dies. Anywho, let's just read this. So this is the official statement. Quote, once again, the phone rings and what should be a joyful moment for the Sutton family becomes instead a downpour of sadness. Our first reaction each time is confusion and anger toward the board of the board for once again, failing to acknowledge the great career and accomplishments of this worthy candidate. However, this year is different. This year, for the first time, we see that the true injustice lies with us. Each year, we set ourselves up for disappointment by giving them the power to crush this dream. The truth is we do not need their vote to tell us what kind of man he is or to validate what a gifted coach he is and the accomplished career he has had. He is Eddie's son, father, papa, coach, and friend. And their votes or lack thereof cannot take that away. For us and thousands of fans, he's a Hall of Famer. I couldn't have said it better. I, I couldn't have said it I better. I couldn't agree more. And and I've reached the point now where I don't care. I will be more pissed off if they wait till he dies and then put him in. Because that means they were waiting till he died to put him in, just to spite him. And at that point, you. Don't put him in. Don't put him in the, don't put him in your bullshit charade of a in Hall of Fame. Don't do it. Don't just leave him out. Because you know what? The people who actually give me but Eddie Sutton will always remember what Eddie Sutton stood for. 
They don't need to go to the Naismith Hall of Fame to find that out. He's in the College Basketball Hall of Fame. He was in the first class inducted into the College Basketball Hall of Fame. F*** you, Naismith. Like, I, he doesn't need to be in it. If you want to know about Eddie Sutton, go ask any former player, any former assistant, anyone who was around him. Anyone that's and you will know him. Oh, go to Stillwater and you will find out what you need to know about that man. I don't need anyone to go to Naismith, whether he's there or not. So at this point, don't put him in. Because if, if you do, it's just bullshit. So I'm done. Yeah, I. It, to me, it, like you said, it's just sad. And I feel like they're just waiting until he passes away to put him in, which just makes it worse at this point. Like, yes, because I think you, it's on purpose. Would, yes, at, at that point, it is that way. And it would have been so perfect for him to get in this year with Sean being an assistant at Texas Tech, they're going to the Final Four. I didn't know the family had made plans to go to to Minneapolis for the Final Four. And that was that that's, um, that broke my. That's heart. been reported by the the, uh, the Tulsa World had that, and forgive me, uh, Hasten had that, and then I think someone of the Oklahoma had it as well. The, the family was so confident that he was getting in this time, and 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 felt such that they were preparing to get him there for the final four and for the announcement. Um, and then they got the phone call. And I mean, you read it, I read it like this was the most shocking of them. And it really kind of makes me go, did people tell them that this was going to happen and then just pull the rug out from underneath them? Like what, that would be what did worse. Eddie do to you? You, you, I can't even say human, just piles of feces that yeah. this is how you treat the man. Because like, I don't, uh, yeah. like my, my family and I, we've known the Suttons for about 10 years now. And we we met we won like an auction when we first moved back to the Midwest to have lunch with Eddie Sutton and we had lunch with him and his son Stephen who's not affiliated with basketball and Eddie sat there with me and I was a you know bright eyed eleven year old kid that was just obsessed with Oklahoma State and watching games and we talked about some games that he had coached and just everything and he was asking me questions and just the most kind hearted one of the most kind hearted humans I'd ever met in my life. And every time, you know, and I've been able to meet Scott and Sean as well over the over the years. And just that whole family is just basketball royalty. They they really are. And they're just some of the nicest people I've ever been around. And to see Eddie once again shunned by this Hall of Fame. I'm just calling it a sham at this point. It's a sham of a Hall of Fame. It really is. And if you want to call most Hall of Fames that way too, whatever, you can go ahead. But th- this is just, it's such a black mark on whatever the Naismith Hall of Fame voters want to call themselves because it's just it just breaks my heart and it really does and like my my heart literally just I felt it sink when you said that they had made plans to get Eddie to Minneapolis for the Hall of Fame like that for the induction and stuff like that I don't have too much more to say other than like like I said like I've known the Suttons for a long time and they they needed this and they deserve this and you know, I, it always does my heart good. I go down and see Eddie and his son, Steven and all them, whenever he's in, whenever they're in Stillwater for a game. Um, and it, it just breaks my heart to see this happen again for it, it to happen again and again and again. It, it, it just, it sucks. It really does. Yeah. But I, I think they've adopted the mindset we all need to have, which is, you know what? Screw the Naismith. Like we don't care. Um, we don't need it. And I think that's the right mindset. Um, if they ever actually put him in, you want me to be perfectly honest? I hope everyone just goes, no, thank you. Like, I would love one other friggin' basketball coach to have the fucking balls to stand up and be like, you know what? This is bull. Like, thanks for putting me in, but this is bull. Um, but whatever. That, I, I shouldn't expect that of them. That, that, I don't mean that badly. I mean, that's just 
screw it. Like really just screw the thing. I don't care. Um, I hope they don't put him in. It's going to be insulting if they wait till he dies to do it. Like that, I, know, I think that, it is because no, then it almost no. feels like pity and they were waiting for him to die to do it. And I hope he outlives every one of those bastards. But um, let's leave this with Eddie Sutton is the best. Yes. Um, can't say, I can't lot. say enough good things about him and his family. I will never not miss seeing him on the sidelines. Don't not a knock on on my point in any way. I always miss seeing Eddie. But you know what? Let's um let's end this on a couple other things. You know, a congrats to the OSU baseball team went into Fort Worth this weekend, lost game one, and I thought they were going to get swept. Like I I'm I'm sorry. I this team this year. I think I followed the closest. I've really followed OSU baseball. Part of that's just because. The basketball team was so bad. Um, and I just was like, no, we're, yeah, TCU's good. And somehow they came back because oh, TCU at home has some insane record like after a loss. Like at home, they don't, if they lose, they bounce back immediately. Like they just right. don't lose back to back games at home. And they did. It was, I think that's what they said that Sunday game was like four hours long or something. It, well, I mean, most college baseball games are about four hours long. I feel that way because all the coaches call the games and all that stuff. There's so many different factors of why that game takes forever. But yeah, I'd imagine it's probably right around then. So bravo to them. That is awesome. Um, they're currently tied for the lead in the big 12 at five and one with Baylor. Well, also shout out to the South softball team. Look, if I was closer to Stillwater, I would go watch these girls. They are fantastic. Um, I'm going to mispronounce his name, but coach, um, Gajewski. Is it Gajewski? Gajewski. good grief. Go look at when he got to Stillwater and look at each year. He has turned that program around from okay to a top 25 college softball program, period. Program, not not team each year, program. They are so good. They have some fantastic girls that transferred in. Um, this is this is a team that sh- I would – let me put it this way. Let me just, I'll just put this out there. This team will be in the postseason. This team has has – Absolutely has the talent and ability to make it to Oklahoma City, um, to to a final. I just I think they're that good. I really do. And and props to them for the way they're playing. You took two of three from Texas. Like Texas is perennial good. You took two of three. You run ruled them in game two. Bravo, cowgirls. Uh, bravo. Yeah. Back to the baseball team for just a quick second. Now, granted, on Friday they ran into a buzz saw. Uh, Nick Nick Lodolo, the guy that pitched on Friday for TCU, is one of the top pitching prospects in all of college baseball. There's a pretty good chance he goes in the top half of the first round in the first-year player draft coming up here in June. So that game, you kind of take that one with a grain of salt, but for them to turn right back around and win the next two games, and they, they hit a lot of home runs. This, we knew this team was going to hit. It's just what they do. I think the biggest surprise for me was watching Andrew Navigato kind of lock down shortstop. Uh, and the way that he's hit, he had two home runs on Sunday. He had another one on Saturday as well. And to see that kind of thump at the top of the lineup to go along with McCusker and Simpson and Alex Garcia and others, uh, I think that's a huge boost to the team. And then you see, we're starting to see the rotation start to kind of make, you know, make itself work a little bit better. Obviously, Jensen Elliott, you're going to have Joe Leinert is going to start occasionally, Brett Stanley, Mitchell Stone. You know, everything is starting to, I think, start to come into place, at least in conference play right now. And we'll see what we uh, what happens this weekend at home against West Virginia. And I will say this is the first time that I had gotten to watch a softball team play. I hadn't made it to a game yet. I happened to be working uh, the tech, the pass list for the families on Saturday for that game. And so I went over and I'm just kind of standing in right field right after my shift was over watching. And Riley Bayless, Samantha Shaw, Maddie Sue Montgomery, Taylor Lynch, 
the top of that lineup is nasty. And Riley Bayless hit a home run and absolutely pimped it with a bat flip. And then Samantha Shaw followed up as well. And I'm like, this, this team is good and they're fun to watch too. And I'm going to definitely try to make it to as many games as I can toward the end of the year. And I think you're right. Legitimately, this team could host a, a regional and possibly even a super if they keep playing the way they are. And I don't think it's all the normal possibility that they find a way to Oklahoma City to the Women's College World Series. And what a boost that would be for this program. They haven't gone in almost a decade, if I'm not mistaken. I think yeah. it was 2011 was the last time they went to the Women's College World Series. It's been a while. It has. This team had a, the program kind of went, had a down period for a while. Right. And he's really done a great, great job with them. Um, well, let's not talk about, because we don't know what's going to happen in this um this Tuesday night game. So let's just not talk about it because so far it's been bad. You, you talk about going scorched earth with Eddie uh, and that whole situation. I could go scorched earth about what I'm seeing right now on Tuesday, but I'm just not going to do that. I'll do that off air. Let's just say, and this is no knock on the kid, but we're not the biggest Greg starting fans. Like I don't mind if he comes in as a reliever in the eighth, but yeah. Uh, I'll um, say this just from a scouting perspective. He profiles much better as a reliever and they're still starting him. So they're but just, just look at the score. And then look at the box score, and then you'll see why. Let's just do this. Let's end on this. Um, obviously, it was an April Fool's joke. It came out on April 1st. But um, I would pay some real money to see Blonde blonde Mullet Gundy. That, <laughs> like, it was so subtle. And all the everyone associated with the program was, like, retweeting with comments and everything. So, like, oh, yeah, this is real. Like, look, it's, that, is, that is an amazing Photoshop job. And the Joe Dirt comparisons were fantastic. But the, like, just uh, I need photos now because I I almost wish it was real. It's not, but blonde mullet Gundy is uh someone's spirit animal. I I kind of forgot what day it was yesterday. At least for a little bit, I I wasn't really paying attention, and I pulled up my Twitter feed and I saw the blonde Gundy, and I went, "Oh my God, he's he did it! What what is going on here?" And then I saw his April first, and went. Okay, that's an amazing Photoshop, and that's a great prank and all that good stuff. And I almost want it to be real for just a half second, just so we can just because just from the meme potential and just the the talking points it gives us. Also, a lot of people would laugh at us, but they already do that anyway. So that would be eh. yeah, eh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that would be that that was that was good stuff. And I I just want to see pictures just for confirmation to make sure it is or is not real because it was that good. Yeah, no, it was solid. The bre- that is one of some of the best Photoshop work I've seen. Bravo to whoever did that in the department. Also, that was a that is that is look, April Fools has reached the point where like you, you people realize you don't have to do an April Fools like social media joke. Like we we get it. Like you exactly. don't have to. And yet I still saw people fall for things. There was some like baseball stadium new mini- like anything that comes out on the first, I just assume is a joke. No, Even no. if I and I and I hate that you still see things like for the first time on the second, and you're like, oh, what is the? Wait a minute, what day was this? Sixteen hours ago? Oh, don't you dare! Um, you, it's funny to some extent, but people don't have to do it. But like, if you're in on it, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the best one that I saw yesterday was the Omaha Storm Chasers. They're the AAA affiliate for the Kansas City Royals. They uh, they decided to become the Omaha Potholes for the day. And they had like the day that they were going to, it was like June 31st, which isn't a real day, but they got Darren Rovell from the Action Network. And that was yes, like they the did. best one that I saw yesterday that they actually they got, got him. him. It was, that was, oh, no, Katie, who was the one? Um, 
There was some like ballpark food, and it was like a burger with churros shoved in it. And they got Katie Nolan, and then she, as soon as she realized it, like she didn't delete it, she just responded at the bottom and was like, "Bravo, bravo." Yeah, so that, that's kind of the good stuff on social media is that sometimes you don't always pay attention. You just see the good stuff. I retweeted it at first, and then I saw it was June thirty first. I went, "I'll just stick with the retweet for the potholes thing," because like either way, that would be funny. So I was, yeah. I was good with it. All right, that was a good point. I think that was a good end. I think it's yeah, a good point. Yeah, I, th- I think we're uh, I think we're good now. So uh, we'll just end with social media plug here real quick. Where can everyone follow you, Philip? Uh, you can follow me personally at OKTXAR Poke. That's Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas. Um, yeah. All right, follow me at JT Penfield. Be sure to follow the main site at Cowboys RFF. It is baseball season, everyone. Opening day happened last Thursday. Minor league opening day is this weekend. If you're in Tulsa to Drillers game over the next week or so, if you see me, feel free to say hi. I'll be there pretty much all summer. So uh, follow at Royals Farm for uh, all of your Royals minor league updates. We actually have a podcast coming out tomorrow to commemorate minor league opening day. So we're very excited about the season and all that. So it's that time of year again. It's a great time of year. And we'll be back with more Oklahoma State stuff after the weekend.